Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yes, even you, you old people, and not so old people, and not so old, old people. I'm in the first category, the old people. Well, it feels like it. Although my hair is getting darker, not grayer. I don't know if you can see or not, but here we are. Since I've changed my diet and I've decreased my stress level to almost an infinitesimal amount. My body has been going through some positive changes for a change. Luckily, thankfully. Um, where was I going? I was going somewhere with this. I have no idea where I was going now, but change is good. Not always. Sometimes. Most of the time. I think change is good. Especially positive change. Negative change, eh, not so much. Although my positive and your positive and your negative and my negative are probably not the same. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be your own person, do your own thing. As long as you're not harming other people, do what you want. What do I care? What does anyone else care? And why does it matter to you if people don't like it? <laughs> Unless they're paying your bills or buying your food or, or whatever. Do their opinions really matter? I don't think so. Quite a bit has happened since my last podcast. It's been a week or two, give or take. Uh, I think I discussed in my last one that I have, as Wilfred Brimley says, diabetes. I got the diabetes. My numbers are coming down. My A1C is not great. Now, I only have one number for that. I don't have like a, a scale or a chart or a graph or anything. Sorry, there are no visual aids today except me pointing at the screen. So do with that what you will. My A1C was 13.2. And if you know anything about diabetes, that's bad. Bad, bad, bad. Normal A1C is supposed to be like six. I, I want to say six or below. I'm not a doctor. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn, last, or Holiday Inn Express last night. So I don't know. But from what I've been reading in my research... You want to have a A1C reading of about five or six. Anything above that is bad. And I don't know if there's a bottom number. I haven't figured that out yet. But mine is like twice what it should be. So I'm on Metformin twice a day. If Metformin wants to give me a little advertising for mentioning them, hey, I'm all for it. Have your people call my people. So I talked to my, my primary care provider today, not a doctor. She's a... I want to say either a physician's assistant or a nurse practitioner. I'm not sure. I think it's the former, not the latter. But I talked to her and she wants to up my drugs to be more aggressive. Now, what is it about doctors and healthcare professionals that when you tell them that you're not necessarily opposed to what they want to do, but you have questions about it and you want to see how things go? 
Why do they take that as, oh, well, he's resisting any change? I'm not resisting anything. She wanted me to up my dosage. and I simply mentioned that I have stomach issues from way back in the day when I had cancer the first time. I went through 18 rounds of radiation treatments, which is just as fun as it sounds. And because of where the cancer was, it messed up my stomach. And I've had issues ever since. Now, I don't know if it's all from that, if it's from old age, if eating garbage for all these years, or a combination of all the components combined therein. I don't know where it comes from, but this is where we are. This is what's going on. So we're going to up, up the dosage of metformin. And she mentioned another drug, and God help me for the life of me. It went in one ear and out the other. I have no idea what she said. But I'm sure I'll find out tonight when I go pick it up at my local pharmacy. So this will be my life for the next foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to take. I have joined a group on Facebook, excuse me, where I've learned different things to eat and not to eat. So carbs are no longer my friend, as yummy as they are. And generally all the good tasting food are also the ones that have carbs in them. And I'm here to tell you, not that I'm a dietitian, not that I'm an expert in any way, shape, or form. I can only speak from my own experiences. And my own experiences, you do not need carbs in your life. Back when we were an agrarian society and we worked in the field all day, great, you need carbs, wonderful, I understand. Not so much now. We've gone away from that industrial kind of working in the factory as long as you're old enough to see over the conveyor belt to where we are now where we're more shall we say, sedentary in our lives. Because let's face it, we're not going out running marathons. We're not on the fishing boats all day. We're not doing all these physical activities that carbs used to provide a certain amount of energy for. What I found is carbs are bad, okay? Fat and proteins are not bad. Now, an excessive amount of fat is bad for you. An excessive amount of anything is bad for you, no matter what it is. Even water, too much water, believe it or not, is bad for you. I know, crazy, right? Who knew? But their idea, and again, these are not experts. These are just people that have, have gone through what they call their woe or way of, it's an acronym for way of eating. And there's charts and there's ideas and there's things you should eat, things you should avoid. Basically, anything with sugar or added sugar is bad. And you should avoid most things that have natural sugars because, excuse me, not as quickly or not as, um, not in such a major way, even the, even the natural sugars are bad for you. And for a while, I was seeing these posts about insulin resistance and I thought, here's another buzz buzzword, here's another load of crap, and it turns out it's a real thing, where from years and years of eating bad, horrible, terrible, no good for you foods, your body's gotten to the point where you're not producing insulin the way you're supposed to because your body doesn't need it, or something is blocking it, or there's there's science behind it, and I'm not one that like blindly follow the science, so if I'm telling you this, it's because I, I've done a very minor amount of research, but I'm learning more every day. So anyway, not enough insulin, 
fat is stored in the cells, the fat never goes away, you never lose weight, and blah, blah, blah. It's bad for you. So, rather than burning carbs and sugars and, and whatever as, as fuel, we can reset our bodies to burn fat, which is a good thing because you want the fat out, you want you don't want fat, fluffy blood cells. You want skinny, um, spelt, if you will, blood cells that are that are working properly, and your your liver's working properly, and your liver doesn't get all fatty and and ugly and nasty and yuck. Yes, it's a scientific term. Yuck. Anyway, so the idea is to limit your carbs to less than thirty grams a day. Less is better. You know, you can never go too low. So I've cut out bread and I've cut out probably like 85% of my daily snacking. It's a big life change for me, but I do feel better. I'm not as tired as I was as I'm sitting here yawning. Excuse me. I'm not used to talking for this long anymore since I had the cold last month. My lungs have got to build back up to where they were. But you're burning the fat and you're doing things and I feel better I, I don't have the headaches that I did. I don't feel I don't feel yucky. I have more energy, believe it or not, even though I don't have the sugar and everything to give me that burst. I do have more energy because I'm eating a lot more meat and a lot of green vegetables and things that are good for me. What a life change, I know. Cutting out the bread, I've discovered something called 90-second bread. Now, I don't know long-term how good this is for me. I know when I eat normal bread, white bread, wheat bread, doesn't matter what kind of bread... It bothers my stomach. It hurts. I feel I feel kind of blah and bloated and nasty because of the gluten and I'm sure other things that are in there and the sugars and, and whatnot. Basically, 90-second bread is a little bit of baking powder, some almond flour, which I thought was another scam, but it turns out almond flour is actually pretty yummy, an egg, some water, and some sour cream, I guess, for the fat content. Mix it together. Pop it in the microwave for 90 seconds. Now, it does taste a little eggy, so you can add other things to it. I've added different seasonings. I've been adding chia seeds and flax seed and other things and spices, and it's not bad. You make it in the microwave for 90 seconds. You cut it in half, pan fry it with a little bit of butter to crisp it up, and it's really good, and I don't miss bread at all. I haven't had pasta in several weeks because pasta is bad. And I'm not telling you that you have to cut out everything right away. It's a process. Are there people out there that can do it? Absolutely. Like, I, I quit soda. Once I was told I couldn't have sweet drinks anymore, soda was gone. My Arizona tea was gone. Sad face. I miss, I miss the Arizona tea more than I do soda. Because even toward the end of my drinking it, I was drinking it, but I was not feeling satisfied anymore from drinking it. So, in some weird way, I'm sure that was my body's way of saying, hey... Stop doing that. We don't want to do that anymore. We don't need it anymore. So it's been water and I've been trying different flavored black ice, black iced teas and green teas and other teas that are not great. But for a long time, I've been drinking unsweetened tea at restaurants anyway. So that wasn't a great sacrifice. It wasn't a big deal to me and I'm surviving. So definitely try and limit your carbs, limit the sweet the wheat, the sweet stuff that you, you eat and drink, exercise, you know, after you eat, do a 10 minute walk. I can't walk all the time, but I do have an under the desk exercise bike thing. I'm not sure what it's called. An under, under the desk peddler. I don't know. That sounds wrong. 
scratch that. But I do like 30 to 35 minutes a day on it. And I, I can sit on my butt and I can do it like I'm riding a bike without the added stress of like dogs and out being outside and, you know, people and all that. So I'm doing great. I haven't lost a lot of weight, but I think that it'll change once my body... Man, I wish I could quit yawning. Once my body adjusts to the different different food intake that I'm doing and all the garbage is gone and I'm eating what's called whole foods. And from what I understand, as I understand it, whole foods are like minimally processed stuff. The more they process it, the more they add to it, the worse it is for your body. And honestly... You know, I saw a thing recently that like when I was in school in the 70s, we didn't have wheat allergies and we didn't have peanut. We didn't have all these allergies we have now. And I honestly and fully believe that it's because of all the crap that we have done to food. We've taken food that was basic and good for us and healthy and wholesome. And we process it to the point where you can't even recognize it anymore. And I understand they had a they had to genetically modify wheat to get a bigger yield and better yield. But in doing so, they stripped away all the good stuff from it. Was wheat always good for you? I don't know. A lot of societies survived on it for a long time until they start changing it. And now it's not so good for you anymore. So as I always say, do your own research in these areas. Absolutely. Read as much as you can. And don't read just one source. Read several because I have found lately that there's a million sources about diabetes and dieting and and proper foods for us that are on the type 2 scale and there are just as many experts as there are websites and they all contradict one another so read them all run that through the the mill in your mind and figure out what works best for you definitely have a doctor have some kind of health professional in place that knows what they're talking about so you can talk to them and say hey look these are where my numbers are Mm, man, yawny day. I'm lacking oxygen for some reason. My numbers have gone from at the highest since I started doing my testing twice a day, a glucose reading of 349 to my lowest last night before I went to bed at midnight after like an eight, five hour fast was 136. So I'm incredibly happy about that. I'm incredibly positive. I'm moving in the right direction. It's not getting worse. Unfortunately, I can't check my A1C for another two months because it's like it takes somewhere around 12 weeks for the A1C to change. I don't know why that is or if that's really a thing or if that is just something that they made up. I don't know. I'm sure there's a money reason behind it for the insurance companies. I'm glad I have it. I'm very happy that I'm, I'm taking care of through it, but modern insurance sucks because they still fight you on every little thing that you want to do, whether they think it's life-threatening or not. Anyway, enough of the soapbox about that. So, like I said, I'm doing better. My numbers are better. I'm feeling better. Diabetes, its as trite as it may sound, is a silent killer because I didn't know I had it. Were there some signs? I'm sure there were. I ignored them. I thought, you know, this is the way my body is now since I don't produce testosterone or since I had the surgeries or whatever the reason. Go get checked out. It takes like 30 seconds for your doctor to prick your finger and see where you are. 
They can check your A1C. They can check everything else in your blood and your urine and blah, blah, blah. And you'll know. Because had I not gone to the hospital that night, had my girlfriend not made me go, and yes, for those listening that didn't know, I do have a girlfriend. More about that in another episode that's neither here nor there and not germane to this conversation. But had she not made me go that night, I wouldn't have been tested. They wouldn't have done the blood draws. They wouldn't have done all the things they did. And I would have never known that I was a diabetic. Now, they didn't check my A1C because the hospital, at least the one I went to here, doesn't check it in the ER, which I think is incredibly stupid because how else can you know? And how else can you prescribe a drug to somebody without having all the facts? So I'm not happy about that. So I've got one number for the baseline. Hopefully in May or June when I test it again, it's going to be a lot lower. I'm, I'm shooting for like 10 or less. Because I fully believe that a proper diet and exercise and a lifestyle change makes a world of difference. Sometimes eating better and eating properly is better than most modern medicines. And I'm not telling you to throw your pills away because that would be absolutely irresponsible of me. But from the stories I've heard, if you do this right, eventually you can throw away the metformin and you can get off the insulin and the other stuff. Definitely you know, see your doctor before you do anything stupid or rash. Because again, this is my story. This is just my take on things. Enough about that. Not too long ago, I did some blog posts about Mishka the Wonder Pup. And yes, Mishka has, even though technically he doesn't exist in my life yet, he does have his own um, Instagram page because I thought it would be a great thing for content creation. So the story so far is we were supposed to get the dog. The lady who gave up the dog to my friend's brother decided because she's a little hoo-hoo. She wanted the dog back. There was a legal thing. There, there's going to be a counter legal thing. I don't know. It's still up in the air. But we're hopeful that at some point Mishka is in a good place right now. And at some point he will come home to us. In the meantime, we've been looking at Husky Rescues because I'm on this Husky kick and I really believe that that's the kind of dog I want and that's the kind of dog I need in my life and they need me. So, Oh, sorry. If anybody's counting yawns, that was probably like 72. So, you know, every time you yawn, take a drink. Why not? So Mishka is kind of up in the air, but we're hopeful and we're praying about it. And we're like 99% sure that someday he's going to come home to us, whether we have another dog or not. Mishka is meant to be with us. So in my heart, he's our, he's our dog. So hopefully he'll come home soon. I don't have any pictures up now. I took them down because I didn't want people getting the wrong idea. I may put them back up. I don't know. We'll see. I think that's all I have to unpack this week. It's a lot. It's a lot of information to take in. So, you know, like I said, as always, this is just my two cents worth. Your mileage is definitely going to vary on this because everybody is different. Everybody is different. Oh, a quick shout out to my friend Brian from the Relax Mail. Congratulations on the LLC thing. You deserve it. You're going to do great things. And I would be very happy to be some small part of your awesome organization. So look me up. You know where I am. Thanks for listening. As always, I love you all. God bless. 
Have a great week, and hopefully I'll be back sooner than later. Yeah.